Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Boy, do I have an ocean of a story to tell you. Oh, boy. Um, are you sure we have time for it before today's interview? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I guess you're right. We'll see how the day goes. Okay. The Boy and the Sea, written by Camille Andros and illustrated by Amy Bates, is a lovely lyrical story about questions, answers, and how the sea can help you just be. It's stunning and beautiful, and we're so excited to talk to Camille and Amy about their creative process. Let's get started. Camille, can you tell us where you got the inspiration for this story? Well, twofold. A two-book deal that I was like on like probably the eighth round of trying to fulfill that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I was kind of at the point when nothing seems to be working. And as a family, we went to the beach and I just kind of think I'd had another recent rejection. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go to the beach and like regroup. And I think it was over spring break. And I went out early one morning to watch the sunrise over the water. And this poem just kind of came to me. Like I just started writing just free verse. I thought, I think there might be something here, something more than just a poem. And so I fleshed it out a little bit more. And that's what became the book, The Boy in the Sea. It was initially The Girl in the Sea. I called my agent. And she asked me to read it to her over the phone, which we've never done before. And that's like really uncharacteristic of her and me. And I read it to her and she's like, that's the one. Oh, wow. (laughs) She just knew. She's like, that's the one. So we sent it. And sure enough, 
It was. Since I had the dress and the girl, they wanted a boy and the sea. They're like, would it be okay to be a boy? I'm like, sure. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, what was it about the project that made you want to say yes to it? Well, I'd met Camille at a conference and we had been talking and thought, oh, it'd be fun to work on a book together. And then this project came up. Anyway, I can't think of a time when I've known the author beforehand or prior to working on a book. So that kind of made it. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So it was kind of nice to have met Camille and sort of felt like we had some kind of, I don't know, similar mindset or Mm -hmm. approach or something like that. Kindred spirit or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. But also... I love the ocean. <laughs> and oh, so, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like any project that I can paint the ocean, I'm already like halfway there. And I loved that this book was using this like ocean, which is just so changeable and so interesting to describe emotional states. And as this kind of like communication or story between like landscape or ocean and yourself kind of happens over time and you change and as well as like the ocean changing, but at the same time, it's this place that you keep coming back to. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I say, I love the ocean so much that I put ocean waves on every night. That's what I sleep to as well. I love that. I think it's that connection with nature, whether the reader has that with, the ocean or the mountains or the woods, whatever it is, I hope that people can find their place. This morning, I was on an early morning run as the sun was just coming up. And it was just one of those things. Well, if you've followed me at all, really, I love bluebirds. And that's my talisman from the universe, you know, Mm -hmm. that things are going well, you know, good is happening. And I went up this trail in this meadow that's my favorite place to be. And kind of like when I can't be at the ocean, this is where I love to be. And I looked at this tree just as the sun is just rising. And the tree was literally full of bluebirds. And it was just like, oh, like just this moment that was just magic. And felt like such a gift and such a connection, you know, that. A lot of times you hear, and I thought this along my writing journey, that I would just be happy to get an agent. I'd just be happy to get one book published. And that line just keeps moving. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. And <laughs> when we can realize that like, I'm not a bestseller, that hasn't happened for me yet, but I have friends that are, and I have talked to them, and they don't feel any different. They don't feel like they've arrived, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just coming to accept and be happy with the place we're in, you know, that was this morning watching that sunrise with that beautiful tree full of bluebirds. That's arriving. Mm -hmm. That's like home. I love that feeling. Yes. You gave us a little bit of a look into your writing process. Can you give us a little more? It's different for every book. Usually it starts with a kernel of something. For the dress and the girl, I went to a fancy tea party. You were supposed to dress up. I'm like, not great at that. But another person showed up in this beautiful 1950s vintage tea party dress. And it was just so interesting to me. I'm like, oh man, 
if that dress could talk, what Mm. stories would it have to say? And that kernel just stayed with me for literally years. And I would just write little snippets of ideas. And when I had the chance to go to Greece with my husband to visit his parents where they were living at the time, you know, we were able to have this really transformative experience meeting relatives that we had never known even existed, kind of like a Mama Mia moment mm-hmm. Love it. in <laughs> this beautiful space. And that brought it all together for me. But I've kind of been dissecting my writing process a little bit. And I had this epiphany. <laughs> I'm working on a novel. And so I've been reading lots of craft books. And one of them is The Heroine's Journey by Maureen Murdoch. Mm -hmm. And also there's another one that's The Heroine's Journey, Gail Carragher. Reading those stories and hearing them, those women talk about the heroine's journey and how it's different from the hero's journey. I mean, I can't tell you how many workshops and classes I've been to on the hero's journey, Mm -hmm. right? And how many movies we've watched, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Star Wars, they're all the hero's journey. I just thought that's what you have to do to write a best-selling book, right? But then reading these and recognizing the heroine's journey is different because it starts with the separation from family or a familiar environment or object. And then they go on this transformative journey that's kind of going down and up that can kind of resemble hero's journey, except that power and might and all of that, you know, bravado does not matter on the heroine's journey. Mm -hmm. It's about networking and connections and gathering and working together and the end if you look at like spider-man superman all these hero journeys wonder woman they end up alone and sad Mm. (laughs) usually batman (laughs) you know you think i'm like oh that's not the story i want to tell and the heroine she ends up surrounded by love and it's a hopeful ending and so harry potter is the most famous you know of the heroine's journeys that you can think of you know he had the power of the elder wand but that did not matter to him what mattered to him was the love of family and he gave that power up to have that love of family and then after reading that I realized every one of my books is a heroine's journey Mm -hmm. subconsciously that is just the story that I write and gravitate towards that was a really interesting reveal and understanding for me that i just very recently had. That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. That's powerful. Connections are what make you who you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Amy, can you share a little bit about the illustration process for this absolutely beautiful, stunning book that you guys have created? My illustration process is pretty uniform. I have written a couple of books and it's so different. I wish I had the kind of like very methodical approach that I have with illustrating. You know, I get the words or the text and then I do like a couple of read throughs and I make sort of little sketches along the sides or notes about, you know, what I see in my head. And it's funny because almost always 
the end doesn't veer too much from that initial read through. Like there's something like that happens, I think in the gut or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. like with your instinct or whatever, like when I read or hear the words that it just sort of flows. And I like the energy of that first read, that first impression. And of course, if things need to be, you know, fixed or adjusted, but anyway, then I, you know, break it up into pages and figure out what goes on each page, which is something that I really like in the process of making a book, like sort of deciding the pacing. I mean, sometimes the poem has like a natural place, you know, to end each page. But I think that's kind of a fun, like, editorial part of my job, which Mm -hmm. is um, like deciding where a surprise is or like building up to a climax or any of that. So Something that was kind of fun about this book was doing the really long horizontal pieces to sort of echo the the phrasing, mm-hmm. which I really, I thought that was kind of fun, kind of different for my approach. There was a couple of, you know, fun things like in the waves and just sort of being able to be a little chaotic and a little messy and um, just felt like this kind of energy that was important to the book. So I, I liked that. The last thing I think was that we figured out was the character, which was a little tricky. And there were definitely a couple of spreads. Like we had to go through a few times to figure out what the boy was going to do. I do the sketches. I I'm, send those to the, to the publisher. And then, you know, if there's revisions, we work those out. And then, you know, once it's all set up, Finals. We love this book. And we have one last question for each of you. And we're going to start with you, Amy. When someone mm. reads The Boy in the Sea, what do you hope they feel or learn? Whenever I do a book, I am so interested and intrigued by body language. And I mean, it's a little bit of like an extension of dance or, you know, like I want kids, people, adults, whatever, like I want them to be able to feel the feeling of the character. But I also want people to feel the same emotion in the ocean, too. Well, the ocean is one of the characters. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of want people to crave the ocean a little bit. I want people to, like, think about the words and, like, kind of sit there with it. And just the feeling of it. Like, what that feels inside you know, dreaming, loving, being. Yeah. Oh, there's a great synergy between these words yes, yes. and the art. You did a fantastic job, both of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Camille, how about you? When someone reads so The much. Boy in the Sea, what do you hope they feel or learn? I do love creating a book where there is feeling. Whatever that emotion is, I do definitely try to write with emotion in mind and whether they find comfort in reading it, feeling that they're not alone in thinking that they are supposed to have it all figured out. Really, we're all just (laughs) figuring it out. It's okay to just be in that being and it's the whole experience of life. It's what we're here for, not just one destination.
A big thank you to Camille and Amy for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for The Boy and the Sea. Check out the show notes to learn more about Camille and Amy and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy Happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirstie Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.